0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington DC, Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, SiriusXM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is taking stock.
1: I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox. We see a sell-off in the U.S. Treasury market after the Federal Reserve makes it pretty clear that they are watching the data and looking to see if they will warrant the next interest rate increase at their are meeting in June, Pim. I think that's significant. It's not like the Fed is looking for reasons to slow down. It looks like a number of members are ready to make the move if the data support it.
2: And Lindsay Piegza, chief economist to Stiefel Fixed Income from Chicago, will be joining us coming up. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash.
0: And uh, thank you, Pim. I thank you, Kathleen. Since our last up- update, we now have NASDAQ turning lower. So the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all trading down. This update brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sector SPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. If you're just joining us, we got minutes from the Federal Reserve today. Uh, just about 31 minutes ago, policymakers signaling a willingness to raise borrowing costs in June. The S&P 500 index now lower after advancing 7 of 1%. Stocks favored for high dividend payouts fell as Treasury yields spiked. Banks rallying on the potential for higher rates to boost profits. The 10-year down 26-30 seconds, the yield 1.86%. Most Federal Reserve policymakers said in April an interest rate increase would be appropriate in June if the economy continued to improve. Matt Bosler covers the Federal Reserve for Bloomberg News. The yeah, main sentence that jumps out at me here is several participants were concerned that the income information might not provide sufficiently clear signals to determine by mid-June whether an increase in the
1: target range for the federal funds rate would be warranted. So, yes, they did say it was likely if the economy did what they wanted, but it sounds like several uh, were concerned that they might not
0: get the info they needed. He was interviewed right here on Taking Stock. Gold down 13.80 the ounce now, a drop there of 1.1% to 12.63. Crude oil giving up earlier gains down 20 cents a barrel now, 4810 on West Texas Intermediate, a drop there of 0.4%. S&P again down 11, a drop of six tenths of one percent. 232 on Wall Street. Now a look at other news.
3: Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. This news update is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. It was a split decision Tuesday night for Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. The Vermont Senator won the Democratic presidential primary in Oregon, while Mrs. Clinton claimed victory in Kentucky. Sanders' Supporters like this woman in California say they'll continue to back him even when the delegate math suggests otherwise.
4: I'm worried that a vote for her is a vote for Trump because in all the polls, he's beating her.
3: The next big tests are June 7th. There will be primaries in California, New Jersey, and four other states. Cybersecurity officials are sounding the alarm, warning lawmakers today that hackers are becoming increasingly sophisticated. National Intelligence Director James Clapper said one group in particular poses the biggest threat. ISIL is by far <clears throat> the most capable, most sophisticated user of the cyber domain for lots of purposes for command and control. And of course, our challenge there is the increasing trend towards encryption, which is making it much more difficult from a content standpoint to understand and have insight into their plotting. It could be another tough commute this afternoon for Metro North customers. The railroad says riders traveling into and out of Grand Central could experience delays of up to 80 minutes following yesterday's fire underneath the elevated tracks near 125th Street. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie?
0: And we thank you. The losses on Wall Street intensifying now. The Dow down 101 points, a drop there of six-tenths of 1%. The S&P 500 index also declining six-tenths of 1%, lower now by 11 points. Ten-year down 26.30 seconds, yield there 1.86%. I'm Charlie Pallett, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. A majority of Federal Reserve
2: officials, are they prepared to raise the central bank's benchmark interest rate in June as long as the recovery remains on track? Let's find out more from Lindsay Piegza, chief economist, DFL Fixed Income. Joining us from Chicago, you can follow Lindsay at Lindsay Piegza on Twitter. Lindsay, all right, so give us your thoughts on these uh, these uh, results, the release of the minutes and the, the takeaway about uh, June and a potential rate increase.
4: Yeah, they were pretty exciting FOMC minutes. Now, we know the market has continuously discounted the possibility of an additional rate increase until the end of the year, but as we see in these April minutes... Fed officials are increasingly optimistic regarding not only the state of the U.S. economy, but their ability to continue to remove accommodation under these conditions. So really a hawkish tilt in the April minutes, uh, a hawkish tilt that has been affirmed by more recent comments from individual Fed officials, talking about not only a near-term rate increase, but the possibility of a many rate increases, maybe two, maybe three, still within the bounds of 2016. So certainly Fed officials are well-positioned at this point to vote in favor of a near-term rate increase potentially at the June meeting, but it all depends on the underlying data. Now, the Fed has said we don't need the economy to get back to strong. We don't need solid or robust. We need modest or moderate growth but even getting back to a more moderate pace of expansion from the current slow activity level will be a sizable challenge
1: well Lindsay, uh you are in the camp that has been more cautious on the economy more concerned about the economy are you concerned then that there's a, a body perhaps majority on the fomc now that see enough strength and uh and not inflation may be far from tar- target, but moving in the right direction. And the other thing they like to talk about, I think John Williams of the San Francisco Fed stressed this when we spoke to him just a couple of weeks ago in an interview. It's normalization. It's not tightening. You know, Esther Georgia said that. Does that concern you?
4: It really does concern me because typically when we talk about the Fed removing accommodation, so you're right, not yet tightening, but but normalization, removing accommodative policy, the Fed waits until the economy is on solid footing, strong footing. This time around, they're raising rates in anticipation of improvement rather than realized improvement. So, yes, we have seen continued hiring gains near 70 consecutive months, but – The pace of hiring remains very modest, without upward momentum in wages. Business investment remains negative. The consumer remains under pressure. So the state of the U.S. economy is still very fragile. Now, certainly we can sit down and argue with Fed officials regarding the consistent inaccuracy of their forecast, but I I think it, it raises a big red flag when we are basing monetary policy on expectations alone rather than waiting to see that improvement filter through into the data.
2: Lindsay, uh, the uh, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, Neil Kashkari, uh, previously has said that investors' obsession with interest rates is misguided and that they should be focused on more important economic issues. What's your reaction?
4: I think think that's exactly right, but I think the Fed has no one to blame but themselves. The constant will-they-won't-they saga has been drawn out for years with the market sitting on the edge of their seat. And had the Fed actually begun this normalization process back in 2011 when they had a wide-open window, we certainly would be in a very different place this time around. So I, I think the Fed in good part can be blamed for all of the hype surrounding even a 25 basis point increase.
1: Well, of course, as you pointed out, what's significant here also, it's just not that it's one more. It's the fact that Dennis Lockhart, again... Told, told us that in an interview about three or four weeks ago, uh, then, and John Williams as well from the San Francisco Fed, that it's not just two interest rate increases, maybe it's three, right? So this is, I think, what you, maybe the market starts getting concerned about. The Fed is going to start normalizing, raising rates, whatever you want to talk, call it, that they are now on a path. And once the Fed gets on a path, I think there's still that, that idea looking at the past Fed moves that the path continues.
4: No, I I think you're exactly right. They're walking a very fine line. They're trying to convince the market that they will continue along a very slow, tepid or, quote, gradual uh, removal of accommodation. But at the same time, by raising rates, each additional hike makes the market more nervous that we will get back to a 2004-style tightening cycle where the Fed raised rates 25 basis points at every meeting. So on the one hand, the Fed is trying to communicate this very slow, tepid, uh, still very accommodative level of policy. Safety, but also moving closer and closer to a, a more normal level. So it is a very delicate line and the Fed is desperately trying to communicate to the market. And whether we put the blame on the Fed for the lack of communication or simply on the market for the lack of listening, I, I think there's a blame to go around uh, for both sides.
1: Ten seconds. Are you going are you do you, what, what is your view? Do they hike in June?
4: I think they certainly are well-positioned to go. If the data continues to improve, I think they're going to be hard-pressed to bypass June. However, if the data disappoints and the ongoing volatility surrounding the Brexit begins to ratchet up, I think they
1: have more than enough excuses to wait until September. Lindsay Piegza, thanks so much for joining us, giving us yet another view on the Fed's minutes from their April 27th meeting. She's chief economist at Stiefel Nicholas & Company. Kathleen Hayes, Pim Fox, Taking Stock, Bloomberg Radio.
2: The Fed in Focus is brought to you by Willoughby's since 1898. New York City's boutique camera store for precision-crafted Hasselblad and Leica cameras, plus a full selection of
4: GoPro action adventure cameras. Willoughby's, corner of 5th Avenue and 31st Street.